This Joe Barry defense, how did it start? And what was it designed to take away? What is it about this defense that's not doing what the defense is designed to do? And how can it be fixed? Cody Alexander, the author of Match Quarters, he literally wrote the book on this defense, joins me on the show today to talk about all of it. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Uh, thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Cody Alexander, the man behind Match Quarters, which is a Substack. It is a podcast. It is a set of books about defense. He knows he has forgotten more about defense than I will ever know, which is exactly why we have him on the show today to talk about this Joe Barry scheme, this Vic Fangio scheme, which is really a Dick LeBeau scheme. All of that stuff. It, this is this is man. We have gotten in the weeds on football talk this week, and I'm not mad about it. In fact, I'm really excited about it. I had a great time. I hope you did too. And this is an awesome, awesome conversation uh, with Cody. Finishing off what I am sure is the football nerdiest week in Locked On Packers history. I wanted to talk defense. We spent a lot of time talking about the offense, the Shanahan tree, and all that stuff. Let's talk some defense. The man who literally wrote the book. On match quarters, Cody Alexander uh, and Cody, it is so awesome to have you here. I was telling you before we came on that when when Joe Barry was hired in Green Bay, that I I went to your page uh, and just like did a big download of all of the things that I could find to understand what Joe Barry is trying to do. The origins of this system. I want to talk Packer centric stuff yeah. in just a second. Let's start with just this Fangio tree of defenses. And let's let's go back as far as we can go. What what did what did that come out of? Like, what was that originally designed to stop? What can you tell us about that? Yeah. So if you actually want to go all the way back, rewind it all the way back, uh, the Fangio system and the tree and the language and all of that actually started in 1986 with the Philadelphia Stars transition that staff with Jim Mora Sr. transitioning to New New Orleans Saints and that original staff in 86. And all of that language, for the most part, is very familiar to uh, Dom Capers, which is no, no surprise to anybody. Uh, Evero in the Panthers, go look at who his senior defensive uh, staff member is, yep. and it's Dom Capers. And then uh, Dick LeBeau is also another major offshoot of this as well. It's actually funny. I started really writing about a lot of the Fangio stuff because I wanted to kind of nail it down and put everything together this off season and I had so many older coaches hit me up and like you know this is Dick LeBeau right you know this is Dom <laughs> Capers right you know this is all the way back and in fact it, it I, 
you know, kind of how weird this world works with social media is, in fact, uh, Jim Moore uh, Jr., the one that's at, at UConn right now, uh, we started talking. I actually went and visited him at UConn this year. I uh, had John Pagano, who was on staff at uh, the Broncos for two years with Fangio. And I was able to just sit down and kind of talk to them through some of the stuff and just kind of. <laughs> so it's just it's wild. But when you really break it down, that's where this stems from. So when you start saying Dom Capers, you start saying Dick LeBeau, you know, especially with Dick LeBeau, you start thinking fire zones, yeah. uh, all of these pressures, uh, using the safeties a lot. Where Fangio is different. And so where does this iteration come from? Sure. Uh, really starts with the two safety shell. And starting in 2020, it was never really done, you know, 18, it becomes pretty famous because of the Super Bowl. Uh, and he starts making a name for himself because of what he did, because of what he did to the McVay system. But no one really until 2020 had ever said, we're just going to play defense from a too high shell. Uh, and I want to preface this as well. This does not mean cover two. This does not mean quarters. Uh, this does not mean even Fangio's uh, famous you know, he kind of has his own system of, of quarter, quarter, half that he runs cover six and cover eight. Yeah. Uh, but this is a cover three base system that is going to play everything from the table or from safety depth, meaning I'm giving you a static two high shell on on most of our snaps. This if if Packer fans just had a little shiver and they they did the thing from from Avengers Endgame where you could not live with your failure. And where did that bring you back to me when they heard Dom Caper's name? Because Packer fans were very ready to see Dom Capers go, forgetting that Dom Capers won them a Super Bowl. That defense was really good for a long time when they had some good players in that system. But this has evolved. And, and one of the things in the Play Caller series, which, listeners, I promise we'll stop talking about it at some point, but it won't be today. Because um, I, I just am obsessed with it. Um, this, this came out of this idea of, okay, this is designed... For a lot of different things, obviously, defense is designed to stop all kinds of offenses. Why is it such a good match against this Shanahan wide zone play action scheme? Yeah, you you really play these wide nines, right? Or wide fives, how, however you want to you want to play this, whether you're in the nickel, which is a four down, or you're in their penny, which is a five one. So you have your three, four structure, you just only have one back or you still have a nickel. Uh, so what it does is it essentially bottlenecks all of the outside zone run. We can't do our bootlegs. We can't do our outside zone. Uh, and then in the secondary, it allows you that freedom from a too high shell to really leverage crossing routes. What beats cover three more than anything else? It's those deep crossing routes. If you watch college football at all, you've seen Y cross. It's an air raid staple. And I think, you know, you get uh, college OCs like brag all the time, like, hey, we run Y cross on every pass play. We just dress it up <laughs> right differently with yeah. motion shifts and formations. Right. It's like we only have one pass concept, you know, so it's like. That play has become so good at beating cover three because of the last kind of phase we were in in the NFL, which is cover three dominant, Legion of Boom, Seattle days, is that now if I put two safeties high and I have two corners outside, I have created an even shell. So whatever you give me 
we can match it up because we're even. So you send a, a quick motion across. I've got a corner on the other side to pick it up. If you send, a, you know, if you give me some sort of a, a three by one alignment and you run a crossing route across, but then you stretch me vertically off of it, I have a safety on the other side that's going to cut that off. So I'm putting an athlete on an athlete at every situation that you get. And then I'm bottlenecking everything that you're trying to do in the run game. And I'm forcing you to do something that you don't want to do. It's kind of like the old Bill Belichick adage of I'm going to make you left-handed. And that essentially is what this defense does. It floods the intermediate zones. It creates nice edges on the box and it forces these offenses to really do what they don't want, which is three to four yard gains in the run game and then dink and dunk to these flat areas in the pass game. And so the Packers brought this in with Joe Barry in part because Matt LaFleur said, look, this is a really hard defense to prepare for. Um, it was a, a defense that they had, you know, they they beat the Rams um, with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and all those guys in the postseason. They had to be really, really patient. They had to stick with their run game. And eventually they hit the one play action shot that they needed to hit to put the game out of reach. That's not how teams want to play. To your point about being left-handed, they want to create explosives. And now the whole league is going, well, hey, if we put an umbrella on these offenses, and we force them to go 10, 12, 14, 16 play drives, they're probably going to screw up in there somewhere. The, the question I think is, how do you, how are you able to, because the Packers have not been able to right. fit the run out of some of these looks. They are, they are giving up explosives at such a high rate in the run game, in part because their alley defenders and their safeties playing from depth have just not been good enough. So what is, what is the best way to try and fit the run while understanding, okay, we want to live in this too high world? Yeah. And in fact, you can use the Packers as a great example of it. In fact, I wrote this on my Substack after it happened. You go back to that year where Aaron Donald was kind of hurt, right? He was mm -hmm. only playing like, he, you know, he had one, was really playing with one arm. So what did the Packers do? They got in three by one and then they just ran the ball and they said, your safeties aren't going to be able to, your safeties aren't going to be able to tackle from depth. And sure enough, we're hitting the A gap with these inside zones and that safety isn't able to make make a tackle and you're able to get these huge chunk plays and run against the Rams, which nobody had really been able to do. In fact, even you go to last year, the Rams were one of the better run defenses in the league, but they were giving up so much soft coverage that it teams were like, fine, we'll throw five yards and we'll get, you know, like the 49ers had more yak. I mean, it was like 70% of their passing passing yards against the Rams were all yak. Um, so when you look at a system and you watch the Packers, it really becomes evident of when you isolate safeties from depth, they really have to be good tacklers and they have to fit well. And so when you do kind of this where the linebackers are really ball fitting and they're not they're, they don't have single gap structures where they're just running through gaps uh, and you're getting a lot of gap schemes and you're getting some of these zone cutbacks and these linebackers, if they get caught on one side or the other, now that safety is required to make a play and he's got to come from 12, 15 yards. And a lot of times it just doesn't happen. So to your point, when you have that, when you run this system, yes, you're going to be good defending the pass. And for the most part, you are uh, minus the Vikings last year. But for you know, the, Packers problem, yeah. are, the Packers and then the Rams was a completely different issue on its own. We, th that's a talent. That's a talent issue. I think they would even admit that. And most people would admit that. But when you look at the Packers, top, top 10 DVOA and pass, right? But then you look at the run game and you can't stop anybody. The Eagles were kind of in the same boat. Now, they're not true Fangio, but they're kind of in the same boat. But they had elite talent on the D-line to kind of mitigate some of that stuff. That It was like, okay, we'll figure it out as we go. We'll give up five, six, but we're not going to give up these explosions over and over and over again like the Packers. So that, to me, when you watch them, 
they're getting beat up inside. So your inside guys aren't really holding these double teams. And what that's forcing your safeties to do is really make these tackles in space instead of a phone booth. We're going to get back to our conversation with Cody Alexander here on the Locked On Packers podcast. Before we get there, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Let's start with Austin Eckler. Which running back has scored the most TDs combined the past two seasons? That's electric Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler, who's 38 scores since 2021 and feature receiver first role, make him a guaranteed fit for the first overall pick in your 2023 fantasy football drafts. Eckler will see his usual high leverage work as a runner and remain the focal point of the short passing game. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth. Switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Every day or next week on the show. We are one step closer to training camp. So much more here as we ramp up to the 2023 Packers season. All right, back to Cody. Robert Sala in in the the interviews for the podcast and then also um, the Packers in their pre-depth process last year talked about wanting to get more penetrating interior defensive linemen. They said, we want to get a three technique that can get into the backfield. And they drafted Devontae Wyatt to try and do that. Now, they didn't give him many opportunities to go play and do that. But what, what is it? Like every, every defense would probably love to have defensive linemen who get into the backfield. But there's also this idea of being able to hold up against double teams, to your point, and, and, and control blocks the Rams. That, that gap and a half methodology requires you to read and react and do some other things. So what is it about the penetrating defensive linemen that that fits into what the the plan is here. Well, you go look at just who ran the most quarters last year. Okay. You've got the jets strong interior defensive line. You've got the Eagles strong defensive interior line. You've got the commander strong defensive interior line. And then you have the Titans who I'm pretty sure they've got pretty good guys inside. So yeah, Jeffrey Simmons, pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you look at who these guys are and you're like, Oh, well that makes sense. They, when you are going to play quarters cover two. This, this, the, the cover six, cover eight stuff that Fangio does, you have to have 
good interior defense line, or you're going to have to stunt a lot. And when you stunt, there's a little bit more opportunity for opening, opening up for the run game and certain things. If, if a guy misses or he doesn't go in the correct spot. So when you look at that, that becomes kind of the issue. So then you say, okay, well, let's go into a three down front. Let's get five guys on the offensive line. Now you're seeing more and more teams with 12 personnel. They're running gap schemes. Now they have the angles in the gap scheme. So you're it's, and again, defense is not fun to call. It's one of the worst job being a defensive corner, especially in the NFL. And remember, I come from a big 12 background. I was at Baylor when we were scoring 70 points a game. So it was like, I live that in practice. Like when you can't stop anything um, <laughs> is just like uh, you understand like how important it is. We didn't get good on defense, like a Baylor, for instance, you know, we were, we weren't very good in 12. We were definitely not good in 11, but we became really good in 13 in order to win that big four championship when we got interior defensive linemen. And then we had edges on the outside so we could run our quarters games. Right. And so you see this even in the NFL, you see this at, when you have good interior defensive line play, it keeps your linebackers clean. And now your safeties have that time to hit. It's one thing when I'm playing from the table and I have a couple of seconds to work, work vertically down into the box. than it is to, Oh crap, that guy just hit that gap. I got to go make this play. And I'm already, I'm 15 yards. Down. And you, I, you know, I don't care if you run a four, three, you can't just run in there like a bull in China shop. You have to have leverage. You have to make solid contact. And you see that a lot in the Packers film is safety's making contact, but the guy's not going down. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was a big problem last year. And guess what? Um, they are keeping Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford and they let Andrew Namus walk, who is their most reliable tackler. So that's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off for him. Um, I'm a little confused as to why they didn't go out and get a veteran safety, but they didn't. Um, they did make one adjustment late in the season post by where, as opposed to playing, you mentioned this base cover three idea that it's, it's not just, you know, the, the, uh, Genesis of this is not this quarters, quarters, um, quarter, quarter, half world. They started playing more cover two, which is Joe Barry's bread and butter. That's what he, that's what he grew, he grew up in the, in the Tampa system. Right. They played more quarters. They played more cover six and cover eight. So as a defense, how does that how does that change what you can do? And what did you, what did you see if anything change in what the Packers were doing? Yeah, you really have to become more of a movement based up front. Uh, and you really have to rely on uh, your backers making, making plays in there. I think with, with the, with the trap two stuff or the cover two stuff, now we can give the illusion of, Hey, we, we look like single high. We're going to move to cover two post snap. It just opens things up for you. Uh, now you're inviting more of these throws to the flat, which, Oh, by we're playing cover two. Now you just do it to our guy. Uh, some of the, it counters some of these RPOs that you're seeing these play action passes that you're seeing at a single high, a lot of slants, a lot of these, Oh, I call them fins. So five and in uh, a lot of these like quick crossing routes, you know, now we're cutting all of those when we go into cover two. Uh, and then two, it alleviates a lot of the pressure on some of these, the DNs to always be setting a box. Now they have a little bit more freedom knowing that they have maybe a, a nickel or a linebacker outside of them. Uh, because of drop so it to me cover three is great if it, it to stop the run right I want to get guys up but then you open yourself up now to a lot of the you, you're doing exactly what the, a lot of these offenses that the Packers were seeing wanted them to do and so now it's a way to I think for them to now we can get a little bit more solid up front 
we're still going to play in the secondary with this this cover two mentality. One of the things that I I particularly liked about the shift to more cover two is it meant your boundary corners at near at or nearer the line of scrimmage than they were otherwise. Yes. This is the biggest complaint from Packers fans. You, you mentioned the soft coverage in, in LA. It's been an issue at times in the other LA with the Chargers as well, who, by the way, they also can't stop the run to save their lives. What is it about the responsibilities the corners have and their landmarks that say, okay, you're going to play at eight yards depth and we're just going to let things happen in front of us a little bit? Yeah, I really think it, it comes back to that explosive pass right is it if i'm going to play from off i'm i'm going i'm not going to let you just blow the top off there and that's kind of where the the yin and the yang comes right if i play soft i know i'm giving up underneath but if i press i know i'm giving up the fade ball so you really kind of have to if you have like i think the broncos were a great example of it they weren't they were not a big press team but they pressed in spots when they knew that they needed to and so that that way you can eliminate routes and eliminate receivers especially when you have on ball corners like the broncos do so yeah, it helps it, to have patrick Sertan. yeah right and then math has come from a pit program where that's all he did for four years right so it's like he that's he doesn't know anything else so you come to the nfl and it's like hey we're gonna press okay yeah i can do that um so i think it's you know the rams last year are probably the just let's see the craziest side of what it looks like (laughs) to not cover anybody tight (laughs) and then you get to where like the lions for instance run almost like 80 to 90 percent press and so it's like that also creates issues of its own when you make one mistake and now we're just throwing vertical shots down the field so it's like do i die by a thousand stabs or do I just, Hey man, get my head chopped off in the first couple plays of the game. So I, that that's kind of that dichotomy with it. Quarters allows you to play with a little bit more of a harder press. Um, cover two allows you to have more of a harder press. It closes a lot of these windows. You now have like a, a, a guy underneath and a guy over top with some of these outside receivers. So I think that's where you get the transition from there is now we're not solo and we're just soft underneath not necessarily for the run game. All right, we're going to finish up our awesome conversation with Cody here in just a second on the Locked On Packers podcast. Before we do, though, I have to tell you about my new favorite brand and not even so new anymore. In fact, back when they were our sponsor originally, I fell in love with Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. They've got stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. That is something that I value a lot because it's hard to find shorts that fit well, especially if you are someone who needs athletic cut. And, you know, from time to time, maybe maybe all of us do in certain ways. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as, say, Lululemon, but they fit way better. They have this cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki, but stretches to give you a way slimmer fit without the sacrifice of movement. That's my favorite part is it has that tailored look. It's a modern fit, but you can move in them. That is hard to find. It really is. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. I use it almost every morning in my iced coffee or with my iced coffee. I take it to drop my son off at school. And it's got the logo on it. It's great. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for that free Yeti style tumbler. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. 
And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Every dayers, go check out The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. The Leap.Football. We have the latest in our roster ranking series out today. Um, That is my piece on these are guys that are going to be contributors for the Green Bay Packers. It's some young players who we think can, can take that next step, maybe even a leap. Um, and then some veterans who have some things to prove or, or are going to just be integral parts of this team. And go check out Locked On Sports today. Uh, the, the sports calendar is about to absolutely jump off. And we have a little bit of a break here the next couple of weeks. But if you still want that sports fix, we have it every day for you at Locked On Sports today. It's the biggest stories in sports in under 20 minutes. All right, back to Cody. So if you're if you're going to make an adjustment, like if Joe Barry said, hey, Cody, let's talk about how we can fit the run a little bit better or how maybe they know and it's like we need to execute X, Y and Z better. What do you see there that you think, Okay, this is this is where the improvement has to come for the Packers to be able to do this thing, because as you mentioned, top 10 in passing pass defense DVOA, this team really started to take the ball away at the end of last year. Part of that was because they just started catching the balls that were thrown to them. I think they had six dropped interceptions in the first 10 weeks of the season. So what is the, what is your diagnosis and what is the solution here? Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get better inside. So we've, and whatever that means, whether it's personnel or we need to be a little bit more movement based inside, how you're teaching that, how you're having them attack. Maybe you're more vertical, maybe you're more vertical attacking in the inside, clean it up a little bit more for the linebackers. To me, that's the biggest thing because You can run cover three and you can put an extra guy down in the box. And that's great on some downs. But when you know you're playing play action teams or you're playing teams that are going to run these deep crossing routes, it really makes it difficult. So I want to still play uh, my safeties from the table. What that comes down to is just really controlling the line of scrimmage. So whether, again, that goes with personnel or becoming more of a movement-based to stunt-based front on first downs, changing the picture, trying to create some confusion for the offensive line that's typically what you're going to do anyway if you're going to play a lot more split field coverage or from depth there's there's a lot of talent on this Packers team someone like Jair Alexander I I talked about this earlier in the week I I felt like the Rams at times with Jalen Ramsey got out of what he did the best to try and make him the queen of the chessboard if you're if you're looking at someone like Jair Alexander in in this kind of defense, what do you think is the best usage for someone like that? I just have them locked down. I, it, to me, I've and I've always argued this. This is something that I always talk about: is if you have a boundary corner or a guy that hey, I can handle the number one receiver on my own, then you have now eliminated that guy. It takes that pressure off that safety to then I've got to double or I got to go here. Now I can use that safety as an answer for a lot of different things. I can move him around. I call it safety spokes. You can move him down. You can move him outside. You can have him work with work with the number one receiver. You can have him lean on a different receiver. You can play split field coverage. You can have him in the box. I thought the Jets were a great example of being able to play corners, uh, quarters, but then stab their safety on early downs into some of these reductions and just really just blow up run games but they're still playing quarters they're still playing from their from their quarter space uh, so I think there are answers for you but if you have a lockdown corner a guy that can eliminate the number one receiver let him do that and by doing that now I can take that safety and we can actually use him in a way that kind of gives us what the answer that we need for that week 
I have so thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Uh, we could go on for an hour, uh, but I, I want to be uh, understanding of your time here. So let my audience know where they can find all the stuff that you do. It is, I, I seriously cannot tell you how educational it has been for me um, with, with some of the adjustments in the scheme, because this all changes so fast. And uh, I think you do a really good job of explaining. I have a whole, where's my moleskin of notes of that. I'm just like, okay, I'm here, I'm here. So um, let, let my audience find all the great stuff you're doing. Yeah, so obviously you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter handles on here. Um, you can also find me on mostly anywhere where you use social media. I it just type in Match Quarters; it'll pop up. Uh, I have Match Quarters at on a Substack. I give you guys defensive content weekly, um, and that that to me is kind of the engine that goes. And then that's kind of where a lot of this comes from. And obviously, I have Match Quarters on YouTube. So uh, if you're interested in going more in depth in the scheme and kind of the evolution of things, I got six books on defense that you can find on Amazon, and of course, links are on on almost everything that I, that I put out there. Coda, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I will once again be in your DMs with clips going, Hey, uh, what is this? And so, uh, hopefully, hopefully you can be of some help. I appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Cody for joining me on the show today. Awesome conversation with him. And I am just, I'm really excited about what we did this week. Um, I've got a lot of people reaching out saying, Hey, you know, the show's really informative Kind of going back to basics this week, if I had the foresight to think that we were going to do this every single day, we would have called it back to basics week. Um, but I, I didn't um, because sometimes it just sort of happens that way. I've been I've been really enjoying um, this this archaeological expedition. I think Jordan Rodriguez called it, you know, that she's approaching this football thing from an archaeological perspective with this series. Um, and I'm glad that we've able to, to been able to create some some shoulder content, some partner content um, that comes even a little close to matching what, what she has done there. Uh, incredible series that I cannot recommend enough. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, we're going to be going live pretty soon here again on the Locked on Packers YouTube page. So you can stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>